You're listening to the Heritage Film Club podcast show. It's three lads chatting about a movie that one of them forced the others to watch. If you're looking for an in-depth analysis of your favourite movies, boy, have you come to the wrong place. My fancy British accent is as smart as this show will ever sound. These guys barely know what they're talking about. It's time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome to the club. Now here are your hosts, Mike, Brian and Clayton. Welcome back to the Batcave for a bonus episode, our first ever bonus episode. Um, we decided we couldn't leave it at Batman. We had a bit of fun talking about that movie, except for Clayton, who hated it. But Brian and I thought he might have more fun with Batman Returns. So instead of stepping all over next week's uh, podcast and movie, we thought we'd jump in with a little bonus episode and talk about Batman Returns. So, we're going to do a little bit differently. We'll keep it shorter, and we won't do all the trivia uh, section at the end. We're just going to get right in and talk about the movie. So, Clayton, did you like this movie better than Batman? Did you like my penguin sound? I did. It was very good. Um, Yeah, this movie was awesome. Wow, you went from shit to awesome. He's back. I just thought you were going to like it a little bit more. No, I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Brilliant. Okay, Brian, I think you already touched on it last week anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. It's a good, it's an enjoyable watch. Mm. I liked it. And and some, and some a great Catwoman. Oh my gosh, yes. Bonkers Penguin. But very cool to watch. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Good. Okay. And, yep, I, I really liked it as well. I think it is definitely a more fun movie but it is way darker than the first one um, it's night and day compared to the first one hmm. it is so where they were going for dark and gritty on the first one i think they more nailed it on this um, and i ran some numbers and they're official this is a bajillion times more tim burden than the first batman this is like the, the penguin design alone with the, the dark eyes and everything and um, and obviously the Catwoman, probably his best design um, yeah so um, alright I'll do a quick couple of um, stats because we'll still do that part so Batman Returns, the return of Tim Burton in the director's seat the return of Michael Keaton as Batman and then we had Danny DeVito as the Penguin, and Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle, Catwoman, and Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. This is the beginning of overstuffing villains into Batman movies, because, to my knowledge, the 89 Batman is the only Batman to have one villain. True. Because yeah. even, the, even well, the 66 one had couldn't, everyone. Couldn't go wrong. Surely. Pardon? Surely you couldn't go wrong just stuffing more and more villains in here. Oh, no. It has to pay off, right? That's not being proven at all. No, of Um, course not. No. But this was a nice balance. It was because Catwoman wasn't really a baddie, depending on how you look at it. She's sort of in the middle. Um, But Penguin was most definitely a bad guy. Um, All right. So this one, the... Uh, budget was 
somewhere between 65 and 80 million dollars so probably around double the first the first was 35 wasn't it correct you said yeah Mm -hmm. now the first one had a box office of 411 off a 35 million budget this one only had a 282 million gross and as i said off the 65 to 80 million dollar budget so commercially it seems it did not do as well so commercially it didn't do as well but from a fan perspective and brian you're probably the best to answer this like this is rated better than number one like from a fan perspective well i know the rotten tomatoes answer oh you give me that one yeah well how does that shake out okay completely reverse of the first movie really so just to recap the first one had a critics of 71 and an audience of 84. batman returns has a critics of 80 and an audience of 73. so people didn't like it 73 percent of people did yeah but the other 27 <laughs> people didn't like it yeah well maybe they just didn't like it as much as the first one i mean that nah, you can all go away yeah it's very different in tone the, the two movies yeah. um this one to me felt like it wasn't um although it was it, it didn't feel so much like it was filmed on a set as much as the first one did agreed yeah um yeah. they did use about 50 percent of the warner's lot to build the sets for the sequel so it was it was a lot um so they had really big sets um probably the most set uh, how, how do i phrase it the part that felt most like a set was the sewer lear the penguins yeah. lear yeah. Um, especially the weird fake looking iceberg <laughs> in there um yeah so um right that's the stats so clayton go on go on what and talk about it why was it day i really want to know what you made of it yeah. well i checked you guys when i started watching it yeah. and then you told me to wait for the uh, podcast but holy crap five minutes into the show and we're already like just getting rid of babies that were born down the sewer yeah, yeah. and i'm like first off trying to do. i'm trying to figure out in what world does a baby have to live in a cage and in addition eat a cat Okay. Well, if but, you want to grab attention, that's a pretty good one, huh? Yeah. Oh, Looking back, oh, going, that, like... that cat's in trouble, and then, yeah, he was in the cage. But this one just had more, like, it It was more action-y. And it was like, the the plot was simple. It was like, Penguin's going to come up, sweet. Oh, he's going to pretend to be a good guy. Okay, sweet. The, the guy, the power company guy? Actually. Yeah, you know he's bad, so you know that hopefully something's going to happen to him. And yeah, then... does it. Yeah. Like, there was just more action, like, from the get-go. And then Batman just turned up and did Batman things. And he was... He wasn't all droopy. He was just like, pow, pow, It was I also, fun. I also don't think there was that much Batman in it again. It was... Yeah, I... It, there wasn't a lot... You know, in the first movie, there was a lot of bruce wayne scenes and it was yeah. sort of 
dragging out because they're trying to tell a story or whatever they were trying to do. And this one, there wasn't a lot of that, and it was just sh short and sharp. I feel like there was still a lot of Bruce Wayne. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just I still don't think there was that much Batman. Like, they bring him in at the very beginning um, to fight off the Red Triangle Circus gang. And then you don't see him for a while because then it starts to focus on uh, Penguin and Selina Kyle. Mm. And you don't see him for quite a while. Um, yeah. Okay. At least when he's, when he's Batman, he kind of behaves like Batman. And it's, yeah. Like said, not, not droopy is a really good way to put it. He's just mm. kind of, he's in there and it's like, you know, he's talking to the commissioner. So it's become established that, you know, he's the good guy and he's working with the cops and all that kind of thing. You know, and it just, it just, it launches. I think Clayton's right. It just kicks on straight away. Yeah, it does. Um, okay. So, any other comments, Clayton? Because um, that was pretty short and sharp. No, no, like, like it was good. I enjoyed it. And I found it weird. You know, um, Catwoman, before she's Catwoman, she falls out the window and the cats come. Oh, you can talk about that. Yeah. Are, like, are they supposed to be reviving her, or like, do they give her superhuman powers to become Catwoman, or because I was a little confused there. I feel like because I don't know Catwoman's story. That's not her story. Um, oh, Brian, okay. Brian can correct me, but no, from what no, I know, that's not on, her story. You're on point. Yeah, that's... it was just a, a thing to. I, I I was read it as or saw it as, as her being revived by the cats, and they all come kind of swarming out of the alley, which is actually a pretty cool scene. Um, and then yeah, she's kind of brought back to life if you like you know nine lives and all that maybe yeah I, I almost feel like they marveled it because it seems that origin for catwoman seems more like a marvel origin like oh she's bitten by cats and then becomes, <laughs> yeah. and then she's got yeah. karate skills and whip skills and gymnastics skills and she That's was just like thought. a she was like a um uh I, I can't think of the word not frumpy because she's not frumpy but you know she's just like this downtrodden introvert um and then after being bitten by cats she goes full full theme um it was really that, interesting yeah yeah that, that that was the only like down point i had because i was sort of lost because i was like are the cats supposed to be superhuman or what because i couldn't like i didn't know how she turned into Catwoman besides the cats so i was like well, i guess for the movie that, it'll, some sort of weird mystical thing yeah yeah, I think they just, just had to show something for the non-comic audience to to have her become Catwoman, maybe. Yeah, yeah. How do you get from downtrodden Selina to well, Catwoman, really? Yeah, yeah. to do you have to oh. do something to kind of jumpstart it, you know? Because in the comic, she's not even downtrodden Selina. No, not um, at all. It's she's yeah, Catwoman it's... because she was a cat burglar, and she was called the yeah. Cat. Um, and then in year one. Was she a prostitute, or was yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, ba basically, yeah. Frank Miller did went with that pitch, and they were never going to do that in a kids movie. No, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty well. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 where she starts off when, when they did sort of that year one reboot. Still classic comic, but it was very big change. Yeah, yeah. So um, he didn't go that route, but he went yeah. the um, the more Marvel route, um, for a lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think we all know Brian's um, thoughts on Michelle Pfeiffer. As, well, we, not the, not you guys listening, but um, <laughs> on Michelle Pfeiffer in general, but also Catwoman. Um, yeah, definitely a favourite actor, and I, th I thought she was a really good choice to play. I think it was, uh, 
you know, not necessarily thinking about beforehand. I don't think some, she's someone that I would have ever thought, yeah, she'd make a great Catwoman. But I think once she was in there, th th so she played it really well. It was just really fun, really interesting. Yeah, um, she you, played you, both. You and I fan well. cast that a fair few times over the years, Mike, and you know later versions. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was definitely well. Let's be honest, not Halle Berry, not the Halle Berry Catwoman. Uh, let's no. say no more about that. But yeah. that movie came out because there was originally going to be a Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman movie, which never happened. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting the Halle Berry one instead. Yeah. Was uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, like, did this movie make Michelle Pfeiffer a star? or No, she was, was famous she a, before this. Oh, she was famous well before, before that. Okay. Yeah. 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 But this um, would have put her into a whole different all of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. This, like, to the point where the... Um, they had to have police guarding bus stops because people kept stealing the Catwoman posters out of them. <laughs> no way! Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was massive. I mean, yeah. that that suit, which is a cool design, let alone just looking really good. Um, mm -hmm. uh, she was um, vacuum sealed in that. Did you know that? Yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah. No so way! I read, the I read the trivia after I watched the movie, and, I, and yeah. Yeah, so they suffer for your art. Tell you what. Yeah, they they put her in the suit, then vacuum sealed it, so she could only film for um, short periods of time. Otherwise, she'd start getting lightheaded. Um, and um, obviously, had to learn how to use the whip and everything. So, but she plays both parts really well. Her Selena Kyle is very different from the comics, but very cool. Yeah, but very cool, yeah. and and yeah, fit, fits nicely with with that Bruce Wayne too. I think you know. Yeah. So you, yeah. you kind of get it, I think. And I love the scene near the end. Um, it Max Shrek's uh, masquerade ball when they yeah. figure out who each other is. Yeah, yeah. And her really breakdown, like mm -hmm. her, just her acting in that scene is fantastic. Do we have to fight now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she's like yeah. tearing up, and she's just switching over. Oh man, yeah. it's so good. Um, yeah, and uh, so so I actually wanted to know, Brian, your mm -hmm. thoughts because this is an extremely different penguin than anything before it yeah what did you think of it i here i go i like bits of it i like some of the stuff they did with penguin and some of the stuff i don't yeah some makes um, me cringe yeah some of it there's a little bit of you know because in one of these movies somebody has to chew the scenery a little bit and, and danny devito does that um there's bits of, of the whole thing of you know he's, he's he's taken in by penguins and then raised and he speaks English, and he's got all this grand plan, and a lot of that, I just, it doesn't make sense to me, and it probably isn't meant to, to be honest. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm not quite sure what the plan is, with what he's really looking to do. You know, he's a pretty creepy penguin, and it's the whole um, hitting on women and gorging on the fish and all that kind of stuff. It's it's pretty pretty out there, which probably isn't a bad thing if everybody's still remembering Burgess Meredith and Batman 66. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think there's a lot of that stuff which probably bled its way into the comics and he became a little bit more of a like the kind of penguin you get in the arkham games if you know what i mean yeah who's for some bit... reason british yeah not quite sure how that turned out yeah yeah and, and i think it was it's possible that that this is even the where it became more of that cobblepot family thing you know and really using who he was and that um you know fighting with with the waynes or fighting with the you know being at odds with the families of gotham and downtrodden and all that that they've used that a lot of times now and i think that's possibly where this came from mm. so it started off a fair bit of stuff so yeah as usual short answer oh sorry short question long answer um yeah there's bits of it i really like and bits of it i go 
yeah, not so much. And then I just go back to watching Catwoman, really. Yeah, throwing in the circus thing. I mean, first of all, my first thought was mm -hmm. when they Moses them on down the sewer. Yeah, um, and then point. how big are those sewers? Like, yeah. honestly. Pretty <laughs> well. So it's, not, it's, not, it's not the biggest, it's like kind of a river or creek they're tipping him into. I'm not quite sure what they thought was going to happen to him because it's not really, there's not a lot of it. Yeah. But, but you know, they get rid of him and they're happy, I guess. When he's down there in his extremely buoyant um, pram or Yeah, that thing really floats, huh? It really does. doesn't leak at all, with being that no. it's wicker. Yeah. But um, he gets quite far in some big cinematic sewers. Um, mm -hmm. Then I guess he happens to end up, the sewers must lead under Arctic World. Because um, then he obviously has the penguins. Yeah. Um, and then is raised by the circus. And obviously rises up to be their leader. I think I like gangster penguin better. Yeah, yeah. How do you, yeah, how do you control penguins like that? That's what I want to know. Anyway. Yeah, well, I'm not very well apparently because they were well, overridden very easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh no, it's penguins. Run. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. This. I think we we are not um, flowing as well as we did with the first movie, <laughs> but because no, there's it. so much to talk about, but. I yeah. will say the Batman suit is much better in this movie. Yeah. Um, the Bat symbol. And he didn't have it in a safe this time. No. Uh, I was no, he so didn't. happy. No, no, the front, the when he went to get the Batman suit, he pushed the button and then the front door of it sort of dropped down like a drawbridge. It right. wasn't like a big vault safe. I was like, yeah, yeah you upgraded. <laughs> yeah. He, um... And the thing that ruins it for me is when he when he rips off his mask in front of anybody who met it mm -hmm. um and then that just shows how rubber it is i mean it's obviously just supposed to be like that but it's yeah i don't know yeah it, can, um, it, it does come off pretty easy it's very, very dramatic when he rips the thing off and he's trying to you know reach selena kind yeah. of thing and oh look max is over there watching everything that's at the point at which you know well he's doomed because you know We've revealed our identity in front of the bad guy. Correct. Therefore, the, bad guy's doomed. The fact that he didn't figure out that was Selina, and the fact that he says to Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed as Batman? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Dude. <laughs> You're supposed to be like a smart dude. Also, I didn't like the fact that they referred to him as Gotham's favorite son in the movie. I was like, honestly, nobody knows who Bruce Wayne is in these movies. Yeah, we just, yeah, it's... It's, it's still a very weird thing. But yeah, I guess it was established we, in the first movie, so... Yeah. I think that's the thing of it, though, because we were talking the other day, and I think I said, you know, in, when we did Batman, and, you know, the, the movie, it really doesn't make a great deal of sense, the whole thing. And there's large parts of Batman Returns that don't make much sense either, and I felt like I was okay with that more, because this really is just a lot of fun, and it, like Clayton said before, it really just rocks along. Yeah. Um, you know, Michael Keaton looks like he's having much more fun with it. Yeah, we got paid um, a lot more. Yeah, where well, there is that, that'll help, right? Um, you know, and, and there's some pretty cool action scenes and the stuff happens and the villains are, are bonkers, but interesting bonkers. Um, you say that the Michelle Pfeiffer's acting particularly is, is really good. And I think it's, I was prepared to forgive a lot more or just to let it go and sit back and enjoy the, the watch just because it's, it just seems like a lot more fun and they felt, it seemed like they were having fun doing it. Like, go, yeah, okay, Penguin doesn't quite make much sense, but that's cool. And there are penguins. I also felt like I, I missed Catwoman when she wasn't in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost like, can we just get back to Catwoman? Because her story is quite interesting. And <laughs> also, yeah. 
also she's good to watch obviously not to sound extremely sexist <laughs> but um uh and um and the penguin stuff seemed to be quite um heavy or or overstuffed maybe sometimes um yeah i don't know some of it yeah. seems to be a lot bit... of him and max yeah it was a lot of him and max uh max shrek's invented for the movie right yeah um, but talk about scenery chewing, man. It's for Walken and Full Force <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, well, when you want subtle, you go with Walken. So. That's right. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, um, yeah, so they're using the... the um, oh, what did you think, Clayton? <laughs> oh, because it, man, it annoys me. Um, the, the bat signal and how it reflects down into the mirrors... Oh, I thought that was the most stupidest idea. Oh, good. <laughs> because I am like going, okay, so your next door neighbor, I understand they're like maybe like an acre away, but they're going to yeah, see the but... light go in the mm -hmm. sky and then reflect down, then reflect into your mirror. Oh, yeah. guess what? I know who Batman is. Yeah. Because yeah. I, so I was, first thing I thought when that scene before the light shone into his room was, why does he have glasses? He's Batman. <laughs> he can't have bad yeah. eyesight. But then I realize why, because they're shining this bloody um, bat signal right on his face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like Tim Burton to film something just because it looks good. Let's be honest. Hey, you know, at the end when the penguin dies, mm -hmm. you know how he's sitting on the ramp, like he finally he walks and then he lays down on the ramp and he actually finally dies. Then there's a bunch of penguins that come out to him and push mm -hmm. him in the water. They're like little people in a costume, right? Some of them. Or children. No, little people. They're, yeah. Okay, no, that's cool. Because I was like, looking at them going, man, they look awfully big to be real penguins. Well, they're supposed to be emperor penguins or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I was like... Big uh, penguins, but yeah. Not like Hobbit big, you know. I think it was a mixture of um, some real penguins, some little people in suits, and probably animatronics, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Animatronics, oh, okay. so, so CGI, I guess, yeah. Yeah, because um, just to go back to my point from Batman, that it didn't have CGI in it, this is the first Batman movie to have CGI in it. So that means the last one didn't have any. So vindication. Well, not vindication, because <laughs> no one said I was wrong, but... What? You know, do, you, do you feel better? I do. Um, Excellent. That's okay. Yeah. On the inside, eh? you like, yes. No, and on the outside. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. It's okay so, to sound smug on the podcast, Mike. It's fine. Yeah, good. Um, but uh, yeah, you could see because they locked up the Batmobile again, and it looked yeah. very different how they did it this time. Yeah. Um, it is good to know that circuses are full of electronic geniuses. Yes, right. You can rewire a Batmobile. Hmm. Did you realize one of them was, um, was Doug Jones? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I, oh, well, I saw it in the credits afterwards. Right. Okay. Doug Jones, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not sure that I recognised him at the time, but that's pretty cool. So there you go, Silver Surfer. Yeah. Um, amongst well, one, other one of the, roles. I yeah. think, if I remember the credits correctly, one of the, what the word is, little people in the Penguin suit was a guy named uh, Felix Silla, and if I remember correctly, he was Tweaky in the Buck Rogers TV series. Oh, nice. A little robot. Nice. So how's that for really, really obscure geek trivia? Very good. Very good. Mm. That's my contribution. There you go. So we're not having a trivia section, we're just peppering it through as we yeah, go. Just chuck it in there. Doug yep. Jones. Yep. So, he was um, a very nice man, by the way. He was a very nice man um, for the brief, the brief handshake um, pre-COVID. 
Um, what was I going to say? Um, did you know that um, before they cast Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, as um, uh, Penguin's dad, yep, mm -hmm. um, it was going to be Burgess Meredith. Oh, really? Yeah. But he, got, but he got sick um, oh. and couldn't do the role. But I think, knowing that, that's what the... There's a scene in the movie where pretty sure it's Max Shrek um, gives Penguin the um, I don't know what they're called, this, the cigarette holder oh, and yeah. says our oh, family yeah. heirloom and I was like, oh, that would have been a funnier joke if it had been Burgess Meredith as his dad because that's yeah. what he had as the Penguin in the Batman 66 TV mm. show yeah. um, so I wonder if they left that in as a nod to that because yeah. 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 Um, that would have been quite nice because yeah. they never went down the cameo road at all really in any no. of those. I mean, maybe they say maybe they plan to do stuff like that, but I mean, it's not like you could really chuck um, Adam West or, or Burt Ward in there and not have people that kind of have, it, have it kind of really stand out and take you out of the movie. So yeah, I think they needed to steer clear. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty well. Burgess Meredith, you could have gotten away with because he looks very different as the Penguin than he does in real life. Uh, yeah, because yeah. they've got the fake nose and everything on him, True. Um, and the weight. Um, so you probably could have gotten away with that. Um, but um, yeah, no. Um, did you like the fact that Catwoman survives? She seems to be the only villain so far who has survived. Yeah, I did. Um, did she show up in any of the other Batman no, no one movies does. in this no. this series or a series or yeah, what do you no. want to call it? They didn't do a lot of backward references. I mean, there's, there's a there's like a kind of a Half-hearted Vicky Vale reference, I think, in Batman Forever. There's a Vicky oh, Vale reference in this one. Or was it this one? Sorry. And yeah. then, okay. And there's a whole confusing my movies. It's what happens when you watch all four of them close together and then they blur and you try to blank out Poison Ivy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. He um he has a conversation with Selina and um, mentions uh, Vicky and she goes, "Oh, is she an air stewardess?" Or yes, or sorry, yes, he does. You're quite right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the Joker is not mentioned in this movie. Um, and that was a pretty big deal for Gotham. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Catwoman was obviously supposed to have a sequel, which is, I guess, why they didn't kill her off. Um, and then they just sort of move on. It's it's almost like the next two movies are not related at all. Yeah, it's almost like a Joel Schumacher reset button, or just keep going forwards and then just for, get less burden. worse or worse, yeah. Yeah, pretty well, yeah. yeah. So. Um, I, I wouldn't mind watching... Um, uh, Batman Forever because obviously it's not as bad as Batman Returns but um, that'll come one day one day as bad as Batman and Robin you mean sorry yeah, that's what I meant Batman and Robin mm. yeah because um, as we've said we all love this movie um, yeah Adam, is the Which... next one Chris O'Donnell no oh yes yeah yeah oh. introduction of, of Dick Grayson in that yeah oh okay. very yeah. old mm. Dick Grayson <laughs> yeah um, yeah. And then um, that girl and the one after that. It's, it's interesting that you say, like, we all love this movie because we you know we all clearly and really enjoyed watching, watching this. But you know, we were talking before about, um, you know, the, the critic scores and the fan scores and stuff like that. It just kind of made me realize I don't think, you know, I know a lot of people who have mentioned Batman, you know, the, the 89, and talk about it and all that kind of thing. I can't remember having a great many conversations with people who've seen um, Batman Returns. Oh, that's interesting. 
you know, it's just well, like, they're listen, silly kind of people. Like, 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 yeah, hell yeah. You're right, yeah. Clayton. And it just seems like it's one that kind of it just sort of it faded, kind of slipped away a little bit. I'm not entirely sure why. Maybe it was sort of riding that original Batman wave, and then three years later they put out another one, and people are kind of, well, you know, we've seen Batman. Yeah, I'm not sure I if that was a thing, but at least in New Zealand, anyway. Maybe it was because, um, yeah, McDonald's killed off the Happy Meals because of complaints of the movie. Um, what? So it didn't have that same pop culture sort of thing when you're a kid, like, you know, you go and get your Happy Meal and get your Batman Returns toys. Um, so I don't what they, to be they killed off a Happy Meal. Yeah, because um, Batman movie, or the, these movies were tied to Happy Meals. But uh, when this movie came out, a lot of people complained about how dark it was and they shouldn't be tying it in with a kid's product. And, um, <laughs> and thus they killed the Batman Returns Happy Meal. Um, oh, we're triggered as society even back then. But, but watching it, <laughs> I'd sort of agree. Like, I wouldn't let my kid watch that right now. <laughs> like, there's a lot of adult references in this movie. Yeah. Um, Penguins is creepy as hell in that main scene with Catwoman, let's be honest. Oh, on the bed. Yeah, and she just starts, you know, yeah. doing the whole, I'm just going to clean myself, oh. and he's just being super inappropriate. We can say the line, it's in the movie, and she's yeah. a cat, but when, yeah, when he walks in and says, ah, just the pussy I'm looking for, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's like, holy crap, dude. Like, All right, and um, welcome to a kid's movie? Wow, not really. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got um, Catwoman licking Batman's face, and then you've got, um, oh, so many things. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer putting a live bird in her mouth. I enjoyed yes, that. That was real. Fun. Yeah, it was a yeah. real bird too, Clayton. She no said, way. Yeah, she said yeah. all the prop ones look too fake. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so yeah. she put the real one in. No special That's effects. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was <laughs> in there. It seemed to be in there for quite a while. Um, yeah. But it did look wow. cool when it flew out. So um, you earn your money. Mm. So, yeah, and um, yeah. also... Um, uh, the monkey that gives um, Penguin the note from Batman saying the kids can't attend or whatever. Yeah. Um, that monkey was too scared to approach um, <laughs> Danny DeVito because the makeup was freaking it out. And, I'm surprised. <laughs> and, and at one point when they actually got the monkey to give him the note, it then went a bit nuts and it attacked his genitals. <laughs> but, but luckily... He was padded and all his penguin stuff, so wow. no injuries. But Michelle Pfeiffer's sitting there thinking, "Yeah, I just had to deal with the bird." Yeah, and the suit. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got he got the monkey in the genitals. So yeah. yeah, and it's also um, he was getting pelted with real tomatoes and vegetables because he said um, that I think it was also the props looked too fake or something and it wouldn't work, so people were really throwing tomatoes and stuff at him. Uh, and that <laughs> crazy scene where Batman uses a CD like a record. <laughs> and oh, yes. he it on a CD player because <laughs> that's how CDs work um, yeah. and um, overrides the microphone and the the, um, the message that's going out and okay. then not long after hacks the penguins so him and Alfred are on point in this movie pretty well legendary yeah. mm. Alfred's I, I just, just living like... back this whole movie he's just chilling uh, he helps yeah. with the um, with a couple of the little plots but... oh yeah yeah, but he's got a pretty sweet gig, really. Well, he's got yeah. a pretty, pretty sweet gig in general. I mean, apart from having to patch up the guy he considers a son every night, True. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it's a fairly big house to clean, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm sure they've got... Well, in 66, they had, um, they had another person there. Um, 
what was her name? Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Harriet. Harriet. It was. Yeah, and that was done for obvious reasons in the 60s. Because, mm. you know. Why? Well, in the 60s and two two young men living together. Well, actually, three oh, with Alfred. Three, three men okay. living together in the same house and no women around the place. And yeah, one of those, TV, yeah. All the, all the TV, TV people are going, no, that's not happening. And one of those men is called Dick. And, so. and we move along. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. And the other one walks around a lot of the time saying things like "Great Scott," and yeah. really being quite intense. So yeah. yeah indeed. Yeah, yeah, we need an Aunt Harriet there. I feel. Um, yeah. I, I did like the tomato scene. It's just at the point where I was watching it and going, "Why have all these people brought fruit and everything?" They thought they were in, they were in favour of this guy, and then he explains it away with some weird line that I can't remember exactly. And I thought, well, I guess at least you're thinking. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, why have all these people brought tomatoes? Uh, um. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was very fun, but um, yeah, it was quite dark. Like, I don't think there's many like Marvel movies aren't that dark, and they're not pretty serious movies a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, well, nineties nineties comics were kind of going down that road. Yeah, true. In in fairness, you know, and I think it was just like a, you know, you start from a comic point of view, you start to go. You know, Death of Superman, and it wasn't long after that really that they were doing, you know, Bane and he breaks the bat, and it was just kind of, you know, Dark Knight and the comics had done that, and it was, I think, it was probably a natural progression really. Mm. You know, for it not again, like we were talking in the first review, it's not Adam West, you know. Yeah, and I read that Tim Burton only agreed to come back because uh, if he didn't have to make a direct sequel, um, he wanted to make sort of a another Batman movie, but not yeah. necessarily tied to the first one um, and actually got someone else in to rewrite Sam Hamm's script um, so we had a lot more control over the script so this movie is definitely like I said at the beginning it's definitely um, more of a Tim Burton Batman yeah than the yeah, first I think one so. yeah yeah Clayton um, the first time around you know you were saying that it was kind of because it's the first one you didn't like it partly in comparison with you know, Batman Begins and Chris Nolan, Christian Bale and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Same kind of thing with this one? Or was, was it as much of a thing this time? It's hard because it's like, like, Bane's still, their Bane Batman's still, like, sweet with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this is up there in comparison to, like, what I enjoy. Because I think, like, it, it's action and it's... I don't know if it was I was grateful that I had just watched that first Batman. Okay. And it was so crap that I was like, oh, okay, this is actually completely different. I'm really enjoying this. Or if it was just the fact that I was really enjoying it because it's just a complete different tempo from the first movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But this, like, I really enjoyed this. This is like one of like if I was to rank it, it would be up there in relation to the Bane Batman, but it wouldn't be Bane though. Oh, you've got to watch Batman and Robin if you want a Bane movie. <laughs> Why? Oh, because Bane's in that movie. Oh, no way. Friends, Mike. You don't Are do you that to real? your friends. You don't do that to your friends. No. You don't do that to your friends. No. You back oh, away, Clayton. The Just only thing. You, trust me. The only the only uh, upside to the Bane in Batman and Robin is that he kind of looks like the Bane from the comics. Hold up, so yeah, has he got like, big like canisters of green ooze and then pump into his body or he something? He wears the luchador mask. Um, yeah. He's played by a wrestler. Um, but obviously oh. he's still padded up a lot. Yeah. Um, mm. 
he, he looks like Bane, but like a like a half scale. But yeah, but still, that's sorry, yeah, but, the costume. But, I mean, yeah. but look wise, yeah. Do yeah. yourself a favor, Clayton. Um, save yourself two hours for one thing. Just, just YouTube, it. just YouTube it and look for like Bane Batman clips movie. from yeah. Batman and Robin Bane. Just the problem Google is, that and then just yeah, settle in. Yeah, the problem it's is they made him way. a they made him a sidekick, and they didn't yeah. make him a yeah a main villain. He's basically Poison Ivy's henchman. And he's that in the cartoon and slash comics? No. No, no he's, he's, he's hardcore on his own. He's he's full noise. Especially yeah. the more recent comics. He's like a, a A-list, top tier. Yeah. Well, he's... he has been anyway since the 90s when he broke Batman's back. Yeah, he's, he's kind of the, the next biggest real one in the comics where someone created a new character and it really took off, like Batman villain. You know, because yeah. it was like, you know, Joker, Catwoman, Penguin, Riddler kind of thing, Two-Face for decades, and then, you know, introduce a new character and it's Bane, and he just, it went ballistic. Yeah, and the, probably the only other time they've done that is Hush. Yeah, and even then it was kind of, you know, it's not kind of repeat and repeat, you know, he, Bane keeps reappearing and it's he's just, you know, he's a serious threat every time, you know, so it's a pretty enduring character, really. Mm. Really kicked on, and then from the... Yeah, the Chris Nolan, not the one from the movie. Just yeah, yeah, the one in the movie is very different from from the comics. But yeah, Um, and and in charge though, you know, like like you say, he's not a sidekick. He's just you know genuine menace, which is which Mm -hmm. is all pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, nice, good. So um, yeah, any other thoughts on Batman? I think I feel like we haven't talked about it as um sort of as uh, we all agree we like it. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think. Brian, do you like it more than Batman? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Partly because it is my favourite Batman scene of all four movies, and and really you're only picking out of two movies, but even so. And that's Catwoman in in the department store. Oh, yes. You know, skipping with the whip and all that kind of thing, and she sets the the bomb, you know, in the microwave and all that kind of thing. And that whole, just the the meow at the end of it, it's like that whole scene, it's just my favourite bit of all of the the Batman movies of that that block of Batman movies. When she's back flipping out and then lands right in front of the two of them and yeah. um meow hi boys so good yeah. <laughs> so good and it's just perfectly timed it's just oh so good yeah. plus, plus you know and as she said you know she learned the whip so it's, it's all michelle pfeiffer doing the whip work and stuff and yep. yeah because um cool for mine. i actually was thinking about when i was listening back to the batman episode and we were talking about favorite scenes and how we didn't really have any um and then i thought i actually did have a favorite um, well shot again like I said and um, that was a really cheesy shot from Batman 89 it was where the Batwing goes up in front of the moon oh yeah and it makes the bat suit I just love it oh, I, yeah. it's, it's yeah. so corny yeah. and cheesy but it's, I love it it's almost um, embarrassing how cool that was in 1989 oh I bet I remember it everybody in the cinema just going yeah and they go oh really yeah. every <laughs> time back. I watch it I'm like oh I love it um, <laughs> but um yeah this so okay so let's do it so do you have a um favorite scene in this movie then oh you do brian you've already told it but yep. clayton do you you've got two mm-hmm. but two for like two completely different reasons okay. the first one is at the start you know where the uh michelle fife is outside she's walking and the clown people come and get her yes and Batman turns up with the Batmobile and he's like dealing. For some reason, he's got the blades coming out the bottom of his Batmobile and then up the top and he takes people off the off the bikes. Mm-hmm. But he's got the... He 
turns the Batmobile uh, around and he's got the guy with the little fire poker and the guy blows the flame. Oh, yeah. And then Batman's just like, well, screw you. And then he puts a flame on him and he yeah. burns him. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Used his turbines. And I'm like, yeah, that's ruthless Batman. Sweet. I've brought in straight away. <laughs> Again, yeah, this is a Batman who no, doesn't mind clear. killing. Because yeah. there's a lot of uh, ambiguous killing by Batman in this movie, I feel. Um, and then the second scene is, you know, where they find out who they are. Uh, one another, Batman, oh sorry, uh, Bruce Wayne and Selina at the ball, mm -hmm. but then the bomb goes off, and then the penguin comes up, yep. and he comes up in a big, giant yellow duck, yep. yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> you're in a big, giant yellow duck, that is so awesome, I'm sold, I want that, Yeah. That was and another, I'm like, yeah. they, did they market a penguin duck, or yep. anything like that? There were, I'm pretty sure there was a toy I can remember. Yeah, I've might have been in the Happy yeah, Meal because I think we still did get the Happy Meals for a while. Um, yeah, okay, because because yeah, I was like, that's awesome. Over the years, they've done a lot of you know. There's there's always the sets of like the Hot Wheels toys. You know, the 164th Hot Wheels toys, and you can get all of the Batman um, Batmobile versions and all that kind of thing in the Batwing in there. And there is absolutely a Penguin Duck. Yeah, I think there's a Lego <laughs> one. That's a, awesome. It might be in a Lego set as well, like a Duplo set or something. Yeah, because how could you? Because yes. how could you not have the duck? Yeah. I'm just like this is like from a marketing standpoint, this is just awesome. This a yellow duck, but yeah. like you've now created this thing for him, and people just want a yellow duck. Yeah. Where did he get the duck from? Like, I'm not going to be that guy. That doesn't matter. Guy. It doesn't matter. No. It's a yellow so, yeah. giant duck. Yeah. Go with it, Clayton. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Lead us home. So now we know. <laughs> They're my two know. scenes. Now we know what we have to Good get Clayton man. for Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if it's human size that I can drive, I'm down oh, for. No. Noise. Okay. A... Um, right. um, yeah, for me. The problem uh, is I can see it now, Clayton. I can yeah, see yeah, you totally. in exactly the right. Uh, <laughs> Just think how happy you'd be. Imagine taking that into um, into a garage to get a Warren of Fitness. Or a car wash. Or a car wash. Yeah. Wow. You take it in for for, for the war on the fitness just to get them to check the horn. Yeah. Of <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. And on that note. Yes. Um, I actually wasn't watching it, thinking like about picking a favourite scene or anything. Um, I do like the scene you mentioned, Brian, with the um, meow, just because yep. I like how she executes it. Yep. Um, I also do like the shot at the end where the bat signal goes up, because my first thought was. Oh man, just give him a night off. Like he's, he's <laughs> yeah. just on his way Hard. home. He never gets and a break, right? He just got home. But then when it zooms up and then Catwoman comes up into frame, I was like, oh, oh that's so cool. Because um, I thought they were going to leave it ambiguous because I couldn't remember how it ended. Because uh, yeah, you see the shadow in that and you're going, and then he collects the cat yeah. yep. as you do in an alleyway. And, yep. and yep. I thought they'd leave it there, but. They, yeah, likewise. Yeah, they I, made I'd forgotten the bit at the end. Clear. Yeah. Mm. And it was cool just how she comes up into the shot and everything. Um, yeah. But um, I also like her, um, oh, most of her scenes, like the scene where she comes into her house and she's like, honey, I'm home. Oh, I mm. forgot I'm not married. Um, <laughs> and then she does it again as uh, after the the being eaten by cats. Um, and then she smashes out the um, hello there. So it says hell here and uh, goes to work turning one leather jacket or whatever it is into a whole cat suit yeah. with good bit of upcycling that I oh, very good upcycling um 
with so, metal twine is that correct i'm supposed to understand or something i think that the, um like needle i don't know i'm not uh, a sewer um but yeah um i don't know a, a lot of the catwoman scenes um but I, I do like that scene at the ball where they figure out who each other are and she breaks down and um and also the scene where she confronts max shrek at the end um and she's talking about her nine lives and she's counting the bullets um and then kisses him with the um the taser from the beginning yeah yeah um, nice callback yeah. yeah and uh come on man you take a 10 year old kid and then batman pulls that sheet metal away and you see that crispy corpse mm-hmm. of christopher walken oh yeah yeah that's not gonna yeah. give him nightmares there's some nightmares yeah oh, for sure. Yeah. um I, I did see a thing in the trivia um about this one and i will admit i completely missed it was the fact that at the ball um they're the only two who aren't in masks true but they do mention that in the dialogue yeah no it's the whole thing of being is that the whole thing of it's that you know tim burton being subtle of oh look you know let's get psychological on this now yeah yeah and, then, costume. It, and kind of makes them sta- yeah it kind of makes them stand out you know which yeah. is the mask is it bruce or is it the batman you know that age-old one which gets yeah well it's yeah, it's like they are in costume by not being in costume because mm, their real yeah. personas are the costumed yeah. versions. Everything kind of revolves around them. It is a pretty cool scene. Yeah, it is. Um, cool. So I think I know Brian's answer, but um, Clayton, who's your MVP? The big yellow duck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I should have known. All right. Um, Brian? Yeah. Catwoman. Yeah. Not not just because of Michelle Pfeiffer, but Jenny Winner thinks it's just a, it's a really interesting take on Catwoman and she does play really really well and it's still yeah. not just you know villain it's it's not take... new math no it's a completely different take than the comics and even batman yeah, 66 but... yeah um, but, it works. but it's not a bad take yeah it's, no, not it at all. adds it to it and i think that the comics have taken stuff from that catwoman for sure yeah um, i should say so moving on yeah even just the look of her suit uh, mm-hmm. later on and stuff um certainly better than the purple one she had at the time in the Jim Ballant comics. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So that's good. So that's a clean sweep. We all like this one. That was uh, far less, um, I'll use the word again, far less ambiguous than our uh, round table for Batman 89. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was good. So I'm glad you watched it, Clayton. I'm glad we. Um, oh, it's a good watch. Yeah. So yeah, it. made up for Batman 89 then for you. Oh yeah, hard. And I like, I feel like I actually picked Batman 89. So I'm like, oh, whoops, I should have picked this one. But in hindsight being hindsight, I didn't even know what this one was. So. Well, that's how I felt about falling down when nobody liked it. And I was like, and then even I didn't really, I was sort of on the fence. I was like, oh, I picked wrong. But that's the point of it. So, um, so yeah, no, you, you did a good thing because you picked 89, which me and Brian do like. Well, I hadn't seen it before, so yeah. Yeah, but even though you didn't like it, that led us to watch this, and you did like it. So, it wasn't for nothing. Yeah, true, true. Yep. And it gave us this bonus episode. So we've uh, filled in, there's no gap between the weeks this time. So, um, segueing nicely into um, our next episode, as we said last time, Brian's nephew, Jared who is a film, was a film student, not is, um, so is probably going to appear far smarter than any of us uh, next week. Does low he bar, know Frodo? Lobar, Lobar, low low yeah, but still don't, that's diminishing him if you say Lobar. Um, 
but he, we, we've um, set the bar very low. Yeah. We, yeah, but he doesn't know Frodo as far as I'm aware. But can uh, I ask him on the podcast? Could you? Yeah, I'm happy. I think to. you have to now. Because if he's a film Please. student, surely all film students know other film students and actors and so forth. Oh yeah, it's more community because you know it's New Zealand. How big is it? Well, yeah, it's New Zealand. They did Lord of the Rings at New Zealand, so it's like two degrees of separation. They're yeah. basically related. No, All right. You must ask the question now. I look forward to it. And so now, we've mentioned Elijah Wood again. So, the Batman '89 episode, I think, is the only one we haven't mentioned him in since Eternal Sunshine. Um, Can we retcon it back in? Yeah, I was, I was thinking, could I record something and just shove it in there because we needed that. And go on, but, do it. But between him and Kate Winslet, I think we've pretty much covered. Um, yeah. So yes. What would Vin Diesel do? Ah, uh, find another reference to you. If you can land Vin Diesel. Yeah. It's the Fast and Furious reference. It, ha! Is. it is. Which we need to um, probably do one of those later ones of those too. But hmm. next week, uh, Jared will be on and he's chosen Heavenly Creatures, just as a reminder. So um, if you're listening to this, go watch that. You've got a week and then come back and listen to us discuss that very different type of movie and uh, our first New Zealand movie on this podcast which is a little bit slack since we are all in New Zealand um, but we're getting there now finally so took a guest to choose it um, so come and listen to that leave us your thoughts if you want to oh I did want to say I had a comment to read out ah. about Batman 89 um, and I just have to find it because I'm ill-prepared. So give me one second and chat amongst yourselves. Quick, Clayton, tell us more about the duck. Oh, the duck's just so awesome, mate. Like, I will say, though, like, besides the duck being the MVP, because, I mean, that's superficial, um, Catwoman was pretty cool. And, this, and it, this, like, her suit, you know the suit that she's got in this one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's somewhat iconic, yeah? Very. Yeah. Like, did they did they ever change... Like, I know that they were supposed to be Catwoman in the Bane movie with Anne Hathaway. It is Catwoman. And this, yeah, mm. but the suit was different. Correct. Yeah. Well different, yeah. Yeah. Like, in the comics and the TV or whatever, do they always go back to the Michelle Pfeiffer suit? Or do they... No, no, Re really. recreate no. stuff. Well, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, on the TV series, the original, you know, again, Batman 66, as we always call it, uh, the yeah. black leather type thing. The, that's the original but one, eh? That's the original one. It's, it's, and for the TV, I mean, even in, in the comics, she's been through over the decades, you know, from like, literally from 1940, tons of variations on the costume, some really good, oh, some not. Okay. Um, a lot of them look a little bit like this. The, the more recent ones, they tend to look a little bit more like that. I think this really, this one really kicks some stuff off. I think from dim memory, I think there was a Catwoman miniseries around about the same time, somewhere early 90s, and I think that the costume was a little bit more patchwork, a little maybe kind of a riff on this. This is possibly just my memory letting me down. But you know, from there it okay. was all it was all pretty well black leather and and a lot of this kind of thing. Apart from as Mike mentioned, there was the the, the purple Jim Ballant design one, which is yeah, just very 90s. Um, so Brian, yeah, but, but if this is pretty much the thing, though. If you were Batman, mm. would you rather fight a thousand cat-sized ducks or one <laughs> duck-sized cat? Hang on. If hang you on. were Batman, hang on, hang on. A real duck or the yellow duck? The yellow duck. So it would be the cat, a cat 
the size of the big yellow giant duck no, or a thousand cat-sized ducks. And you're Batman, you only yeah. have Batman tools. The, the like no bat car, no bat boat, just your hands and your okay. your boomerangs. The ducks? Uh, no. No, I'd go the big cat. No way. You'd be eaten. Did you imagine how, how like a thousand beaks, right? Yeah. Have but... you got a thousand batarangs? Yeah, see, it's it's, oh. it's it's volume, isn't it? I wanted to bring that up too. How awkward is that batarang? That just takes too much time to program and just throw it like a man. Oh, yes. Yeah. Holy crap. And the dog held onto it and it didn't go off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty talented dog. You were foiled by a puppy. <laughs> it's like, geez. Um, okay, so hang on. Right, so I got a comment. So on Batman 89, this is, this is a comment. So um, Dave Williams on Facebook says, It's a fun and fantastic movie. I remember going to the theater and seeing Michael Keaton play Batman to perfection. And Jack Nicholson was a very entertaining and twisted Joker. And then there was the Batmobile. Blew me away and have been a bigger Bat fan ever since. So I thought that was quite a good comment. It's completely contradictory to Clayton's views. Can, but, can you sure. can you reply to his comment? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to reply what you're going to say. No, no, no. I would like I would like to know whether he liked Batman one or Batman two better. Uh, That's all. Yeah. Can we can we have a follow up comment from Dave? Okay. Yeah. I'll ask him. Be great. And thanks like, for the comment, Dave. Nothing bad. I just, yeah. I'm just curious now to see like if if that was like it was big the first movie was big for him that's cool yeah. what was his opinion in relation to when the second movie came out like was it as good or not yeah okay well we'll ask the question and if if dave you want to reply then we'll read it out at the start of heavenly creatures and um that'll be the um, extent of our bat talk on that one because we don't want to overshadow that movie have to agree for sure though on the batmobile that was epic in 89 and yep. it's still an extremely cool um, Batmobile, and you get it in a model or anything like that, and it really, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, probably my second favourite, and yeah. um, I don't pretty like the, the Clooney and Kilmer ones at all. No, we're um, going to walk past those, and yeah. wait for the Tumblr for the next really good one, but yeah, yeah. definitely an iconic uh, Batmobile. Mm. Hold up, are you saying there was two more Batman after this guy, after um, Michael Gidding? Yeah, Val Kilmer's in number three, and yeah. um, George Clooney's in number four. Val Kilmer couldn't even do two movies, he only did one. He only did one. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's Batman. You think you just want to do them all, eh? It's... Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, it's just not for everybody. Yeah. And to be honest, yeah, I'm not sure that he got along. I think there was a whole him and Joel Schumacher thing, and, and you know, it was just a... I think they were both pretty pleased when... When Val Kilmer decided not to do the fourth one, and then oh, George, and, okay. then, and then we got a dead franchise. So we got a dead oh, franchise, yeah. but we got a, a burgeoning career for George Clooney. Completely, that was, yeah. um, he left ER for that, and Ooh. I believe, and then um, he's become a huge yeah. uh, movie star and director. Yeah. I do I'm have a sure. question. I'm fairly sure he's pretty happy. Mm. Not with this hey, movie. He's publicly apologised. No, 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 yeah. true, but you know, today he's probably a pretty happy man. Hey Brian, yeah. Mate. You, you know when these movies came out, so the yeah. first Batman and then the second Batman, were there any other superhero-related movies come out at the time that were not so much as big as Batman, because I'm guessing Batman was the biggest, but uh, was there any competition? Not, not good ones. No, not not genuine competition, no. I think there hadn't really been a, a proper superhero movie 
really since the the Superman movies because so Superman oh, was a good run for a while, okay. and you got you got to three, which got really Superman three got really goofy, and then Superman four is it's the quest for peace, and if you've never seen it, and then if you watch it, then don't blame me. Basically, um, Batman followed the model. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, pr- pretty well. That yeah, they got by four. Everybody went. We should just probably stop doing this now. And I think I may be wrong, but even the, the next one that I can even remember. I mean, there was the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies probably the next thing to pick up from there. True. Okay. Um, and then there would have been because Steel became a character in Superman around about the time of you know Death of Superman and all of that, and that was uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. Um, and that's the only other one that around about that time that I can remember. And I, unless I've repressed okay. all the memories, the next big ones would be like the Brian Singer X Men, and that was like 2000. So. Oh, okay. So there was, there was there was a decent gap in between, uh, say what was coming out like, and the like next so, ones this, yeah i think so there's probably stuff in between which i'm just forgetting i mean there was oh, like mainstream there, big there's, though there's even catwoman in there that you know we said the halle berry catwoman um, and blade blade what was blade though what year was that blade was before x-men i mean sorry i mean yeah but before... i don't think i don't think not kind of right on the heels of the batman type no no no, no, no sorry or batman I returns just, or anything yeah. No. Yeah, it's probably, and even then, do people probably would argue that it's not really? It's a comic book movie. It's not a superhero movie, though. Yeah, oh, maybe. okay. Sorry. No, Sorry. no, no. Just, and I mean, and even, I even mentioned the turtles, and that's not superheroes really either. To be honest, it's kind of, kind of depends on how you look at it, really. Yeah, I, I can't really think of anything big until we get like got the X Men, and that kind of became a slow burn into things like Fantastic Four and until proper the MCU and the lucky people that we are pop today. Culture, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of it wound okay. up again. Yeah. Oh, cool. No, I was just I was just curious. Just going back to the numbers and mm-hmm. the rating, just was wondering if there was something at that time that sort of competed with it. There was no. Yeah, it didn't really spark anything. You know, like the like Iron Man, where they took a punt on that and it really took off around at the time of Batman. I think, like I say, from memory, Batman Returns wasn't as big. Even certainly in New Zealand, and it was maybe just okay. Well, we've seen one, and we're probably quite happy now. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, mainstream, if you know what I mean. So. Yep yeah cool hmm. all right so it seems we can't just um have short chats about batman because we've <laughs> now reached another hour we're only aiming for half an hour for this bonus episode <laughs> but um hey it's still half an hour less than uh the batman 89 episode edit so, away mike edit away no no, D- no just leaving all, leaving all the bits about the duck yeah oh yeah totally cool. um we'll dedicate an episode to the duck uh one day. Yes. um and we will come back and try and do Superman 1 and 2, I think, at some point as well. Um, in a similar... Or well, Superman 2 might get its own episode, because it's pretty good. Um, so, um, we will be back next week with Heavenly Creatures. So until then, um, have a good week. And uh, we'll see you for that movie with our guest, Jared. See you later. <laughs> Meow. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you. That's the end, Frank, for listening.